November is the traditional month in the Catholic Church to remember and pray for the faithful departed, those who have gone before us with the sign of faith and who rest in the sleep of peace. Those words are from the Eucharistic prayer for the Mass of the Departed. We kicked off this month with All Saints Day, then All Souls Day, November the 2nd, especially dedicated to praying for those who have died, uh, whom we have loved. Maybe the church hasn't thought of them as saints, but we do. And hence, we have our wall of remembrance. Appropriately, this Sunday's Mass readings revolve around the topic of the resurrection of the body. This, of course, is one of the great mysteries of life and of faith, namely, what happens after death. For the Catholic Christian, this is one of the tenets of our belief in the possibility of eternal life in God's kingdom. But how exactly will it come to be? Well, I can't give you an answer. I am not, we'll see who watches this stuff, Zach Bagans. Somebody knew, I heard him, heard him laugh out there. You know who I'm talking about, ghost adventures. Yeah, uh-huh, right, now people are beginning. Now, uh, yep, got, got one back there too. Either that or he just bought something at an auction, I'm not sure. Anyway, Zach and all of his friends and those who generate those kinds of shows are constantly looking for the answer to what happens to human beings after death. They haven't come up with any solid answers. And unfortunately, as we unpack a mystery, we don't get the kind of solid answers that the scientific mind is looking for because we're Catholic Christians. We live in a mystery. Some of the most cogent words on the subject of life after death in sacred scripture written by St. Paul say it this way. If we believe that Jesus died and rose, God will bring forth with him from the dead those who have fallen asleep. That is a euphemism that the earliest church used for death because they understood sleep and death aren't permanent they're transitory. We awake from sleep. We will arise from death. All those who have fallen asleep believing in him. And in another place, writing to the church in Corinth, St. Paul is emphatic that if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ has not been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is void of content and your faith is empty 
also. That's about as strong as you can get. Catholic Christians believe wholeheartedly in the resurrection of the body, but precisely how it will come to be and what it will look like, well, there's the mystery. This means that some questions remain unanswered, but that should not be cause for doubt or frustration, but in fact, an opportunity for going deeper into the bigger mystery of God and the work of salvation of, human, of the human race, which is truly what God intends. Going back to that first reading from the book of Maccabees, in the time of the Maccabees, somewhere around 166 B.C., and of course, I must admit, I was not there. Thank you. If you've ever seen the, the chorus in a Greek tragedy, there's my chorus. Sometime, you know, a couple of centuries before the birth of Jesus, there existed among some of the Jewish people a strong sense of life beyond the grave, what we would now call a belief in bodily resurrection. The king of the world, it is said, will raise us up to live again forever. We hear those words spoken by one of the seven Maccabean brothers in that first lesson for today. He also says, for those who strike God's people, there will not be a resurrection from the dead. 200 years before Jesus, Jewish thought is already trying to develop a theology around resurrection. If we compare the Maccabean contention of life beyond this one with the gospel text for today, we see further evidence of belief in the resurrection. Jesus is clear to state that life in heaven will be different from what we have and experience on earth in this life. Jesus says that in the life to come, people will not marry, but be more like angels, no longer subject to death. Of course, angels have no bodies, and if no marriage or other usual aspects of life as we know it will be in heaven, then surely our resurrected bodies will possess some notable differences in heaven as well. I have always told people, when a loved one dies, let's say they've had a stroke. Strokes don't go with us to heaven. Maybe they've got a bad knee and they haven't had it fixed for some reason. Bad knees don't go with us to heaven. Maybe they have a bad shoulder from too much tennis when they were 40. Yeah. Bad shoulders don't go with us 
into eternity. Neither does cancer or diabetes or whatever we wrestle with in this world. Heaven is about healing and about wholeness. None of the brokenness of this life goes into heaven with us. Regarding the mystery of the resurrection of the body, we live with the reality that all the aspects of life after death remain unknown in precise details. Should that frighten us? I hope not. Analogously, we do not know precisely how those we love will become in the future in this world, our spouse, our parents, old friends. We don't know what the future is going to hold for them. We don't know how long they will live, what be might become of, of their brain functions or their talents or their abilities as we have known them. And if that be true, well, it's also true about ourselves as well as the years pass by in this life. Will we become more peaceful or a bit more crabby? Years ago, a friend of mine's mother was dying, and I explained it to him this way. We die as we have lived. We have been happy and loving throughout life. Probably that's going to go with us as we go into eternity, even if it's a slow and debilitating process. And likewise, if we've lived a crabby life, well, the process of dying doesn't make us any nicer. Will our communities, will our families, our spouses eventually show us the door because we've just gotten too crabby? Or will they truly embrace us with all of our eccentricities? We don't really know, do we? Likewise, what exactly the resurrected body and life beyond the grave will be like? Well, we really can't know for sure. But we go on believing, hoping, loving God, and loving others. Mystery remains part of all the doctrines of the church. From the incarnation of the eternal word, his cross and resurrection, the presence of Christ in the Blessed Sacrament, and all the other mysteries that we embrace as Catholics. You name it, it's a mystery. Not a problem to be solved, like in our Western minds. Not something you can put under a microscope. Not like the daily crossword puzzle. It's all far more complex than that. We do not know 
how the mysteries of the faith take place. But that they exist and are professed as matters of the faith that we adhere to and boldly proclaim as our words and through our words proclaim. As children of the resurrection, using the phrase of Jesus, we believe we will exist for all eternity with our earthly identity and personality somehow still intact, somehow still present. One of the great phrases of the Catholic Church is found in the Eucharistic prayer for the deceased. It is for all of us who truly believe these words. Life is changed, not ended. Oftentimes, when our loved one is, is here in a casket and we're celebrating the Mass, I am afraid those words just go over the top of us. Oh, those were nice words, Father. But think about that for a minute. Our belief is that for those who have believed, life is changed, not ended. The same is true for those who have gone before us in faith, all of our loved ones and our ancestors of old. In the resurrected life and state of being, we will show all our bonds of love and faith in our resurrected body, however that may look. The bonds between us will be closer and more intimate than anything we enjoyed here on earth. What a hope, and I want to say it again. The bonds between us and those who join us in eternity will be closer and more intimate than anything we enjoyed here on earth. This fact we believe along with all its unresolved mystery. In the words of Jesus, God is not the God of the dead. He is the God of the living. What awaits us is the possibility of being fully and truly alive for all are alive in Christ Jesus. Our Catholic Christian heritage, belief in the eventual resurrection of the body should provide us the needed momentum to keep us doing good works in this life. Persevering to the end, those are the ones, Jesus says, shall be saved. And that being said, it also needs to be pointed out that our belief in resurrected life is not blind adherence to mysterious doctrinal facts. What we are to possess is confidence, not in a chapter of the Catholic doctrines, you know, the catechism of the Catholic Church. We don't believe in the paragraph. We believe in Jesus Christ. 
the paragraph helps to explain that mystery. Listen, sometimes when we have questions, the church gives us the paragraph for the catechism. And that's well and good. But we don't believe in the catechism. We believe in Jesus Christ. And that catechism helps us to understand our belief. Indeed, what we possess is confidence in a person. Our Lord Jesus Christ, who said, I am the resurrection and the life. It is Christ to whom we go and from whom we receive life in this age and in the age to come. Amen.